0: Check, check, one, two, check, mics on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 43, and um, I just went down the hallway, plucked one of my other counselors. I'm probably the one that I've known the longest and the best, um, Miss Molly Runquist. How are you, Molly?
1: Fine, things. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. So, uh, so first thing you said is, let's talk politics, right?
1: <laughs> Probably not a good idea at the moment.
0: <laughs> I've just played with you. Hey, so you and I have known each other. I said quite some time. It's been 17 years now that I've been working here. How long have you worked here at Selvage?
1: I came to Selvage in 1995, so 25 years.
0: Wow. And so before that, what did you do?
1: Before that, I was a teacher uh, for six years at Crestview yeah. here in Rockwood.
0: And what did you, you teach?
1: Language arts. Yeah. And for one year before that, um, I had a, a job teaching language arts up at McClure High School in Ferguson. Okay. And that was my first job after finishing my degree.
0: Did you sing high school?
1: Mm-hmm. What grades? Tenth.
0: Tenth. What was that like?
1: I really liked it. Yeah? I really liked teaching 10th grade. Um you know, they're right at that age of becoming drivers, mm-hmm. so that was, like, really exciting. Mm-hmm. And it was my first teaching job, and I had only done um, student teaching and stuff in, only at the high school level. Yeah. So I kind of was like, oh, I'm a high school teacher, you know, that's what I am. And so uh, that was a one-year-only contract. Somebody was on a sabbatical, mm-hmm. and then um, I got offered a job at Crestview Middle School mm-hmm. in Rockwood. And I was like, middle school? I don't know if I can do middle school and And, look at
0: you. And I loved it.
1: Like from the first day. after getting over the shock of how much smaller they are than high school kids. Right. I just fell in love with them. What grade
0: level were you over there?
1: Seventh and eighth.
0: Seventh and eighth. And Mm -hmm. um were they just seventh, eighth when you first started or was it six, seven, eight?
1: They were seven, eight, nine.
0: Oh, seven, eight, nine. They were
1: still a junior high. Okay. And so I was there at Crestview when we transitioned, a big transition to middle school so the ninth graders left right and the sixth graders came in and you know a lot of the teachers that taught primarily eighth grade left Mm -hmm. and then sixth grade teachers from the elementary schools joined the staff and so it was a it was a really big exciting change and that's when we went to teams right and at that point I shifted to all eighth grade
0: okay and then so you did that for how many years at Crestview did you say
1: um, I was at Crestview for six years, okay. so four of those years was the junior high model, okay. and then two, the last two years was okay. middle school.
0: And then after you left there, you came here.
1: After I left there, and then while well, I was there is when I got my counseling degree yeah. and had my first child. Where'd you
0: get your degree through? UMSL. UMSL, okay.
1: And then came here in 1999. And you had your first child. I had my first child at
0: Crestview. Do they have a birthday coming up?
1: Uh, one of them does. Yeah. yeah, my the other one, my youngest. Okay,
0: I knew somebody yeah. was in November.
1: Yeah, so I was pregnant with her. Yeah, uh, very pregnant because she was born in November when I started my counseling job here.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, so and then so did you take some time off once you mm-hmm. had her? Okay, I had,
1: took eight weeks off, and they brought another counselor in um, to sub. So how
0: many of you there were you three. When, when you first started? Okay? There were so three it was six, seven, eight here, mm-hmm. and there were three counselors. Mm-hmm. It so was I, you and Dr. Blackburn.:
1: And a lady named Lisa Burks. Okay. who then um, moved over to Parkway and she just recently retired and she's yeah. one of my very closest friends.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And, as, you, as is. Dr., Dr. Blackburn?
0: Yeah, oh yeah. oh yeah. Um, which is who I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she was here when, when I first started, but there was only two of you then. When I first started.
1: Yes. So, so talk a
0: little bit about the transitions that have happened over the time you've been here from two to three, back
1: to two. Two to three, two to three, two. <laughs> so I started here. There were three of us. Yeah. And which is perfect because you rotate with the kids and you get to really know them. How many and, kids
0: do you think were here? Oh,
1: a lot more than now. Because
0: we had probably almost a 1,000.
1: It was, I believe it was just over a 1,000. Was it? Okay. I think at one point we had about 1,050. Um Because I know this
0: place must have been jammed. It was
1: jammed. I I know my biggest group I ever had was like three hundred and eighty in one great level here at Selfridge. That's huge. Um, So we had three counselors for um, oh for a number of years, Mm -hmm. and then um, then budget cuts had to take place and stuff. Do you remember?
0: Was it because I started here in oh four? And and it was just two of you. So I'm
1: gonna say was it just
0: before that?
1: I'm gonna say early. Yeah, early. O two, O
0: three.
1: Somewhere around in there. Okay. They, they, yes, in fact, yeah, it was in like O two. Okay. They decided that we needed to cut. Yeah. To save money, so we went down to two counselors, which. We made it work, you know, obviously, but it's not ideal because still with
0: like nine hundred kids. Oh here. yeah,
1: was still with a lot of kids. Yeah. Um the population has slowly kind of declined. Right. Um, so then we had two for a while. Um and then then they went back to three mm-hmm. and had three for a number of years, and that's when Kelly McNarone, mm-hmm. who we just yep. all love and adore, she joined a counseling department. Was
0: she oh five, oh six? Or was she oh six oh seven?
1: She was, she started.
0: Because I was 0405, and I feel like we had at least a year, if not two.
1: She started in 0607.
0: 0607, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we had. Same thing happened. Same, we had her for five years. <laughs> um, so that was wonderful as a counselor to have three of us. Right. And that was five years, and then they cut again. Right. D- down to two, and right. that's when the. Uh,
0: Mr. Keller, Mr.
1: Keller retired, retired as a as an assistant principal. Kelly moved over, yeah, and it was down to two of us again. Yeah, and then that went on for like nine years until Dave until came along, a couple years ago,
0: right?
1: Well, until, until Taylor. Taylor. Until yeah. Taylor came in,
0: which is just two years just,
1: now. Yeah, this is only our second year right? of being back to three counselors. And
0: poor Taylor, she's like, I haven't had a full year with kids yet.
1: I know. I know, you know. Because, yeah, I mean, because of the quarantine. Last the year had to had year. to cut
0: it short, and then this year, you know, until yeah. now, and she still doesn't have a full full group of kids. But yeah, so so tell me, why did you get into counseling? What uh, what what made you push yourself there?
1: You're probably not going to believe this story, but when <laughs> I was in middle school, a group of us girls believe it or not, had some drama.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was like one thing where one girl was making up stories trying to get other girls mad at each sure. other. And you know that
0: never happens.
1: And so we all ended up in the counseling office. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the counselor was Mr. Shom mm-hmm. at Hickson Junior High School. Okay. In Webster Groves. Yeah. The year was probably go statesman. Huh? Go statesman. <laughs> it was this would have been about 1960 19- 78 yeah. probably Okay. and I just remember him sitting us down in this circle I can still picture it I and mean, just letting us helping us work through this mm-hmm. and I just thought he's so nice and this is such a nice thing and mm-hmm. oh my gosh so it was always in the back of my mind that that would be something neat to do mm-hmm. but um so when I went To high school, then I really fell in love with teach with language arts Mm -hmm. and all my language arts teachers, and I thought they were just all wonderful, and it was Mm -hmm. such a cool thing. And Mm -hmm. one teacher, Mr. Solomon, really strongly encouraged me to pursue that. Mm -hmm. So I got my degree teaching language arts. But when it was time to get, and I taught, you know, started teaching, and then when it was time to get a master's degree, it just. I was like, I think I think I want to do this counseling thing. I was mm-hmm. just thinking to myself, and then one of the other teachers, my friend Connie, who now teaches at North Kirkwood, she said, y- you need to get a counseling degree. Mm-hmm. You would be so good at it. And, you know, so that's what kind of made me go, really? You <laughs> think? You know, I wasn't so sure that I would be so good. Right. Like, I would be good at it. I'm not saying right. I'm so good, just that I would be good at it. Right. And so, um, but I just, as soon as I started the classes, I yeah. knew I was like, this is And it. tell me a little and bit about going so. through
0: your classes. Cause, um, you talked about being pregnant. Were you pregnant as you were working your way yes. through your counseling? Yeah,
1: I was pregnant with Lauren, my first yeah. child. Mm-hmm. And so I finished my counseling degree in August of 92. And she was born on September 6th, 92. Oh, oh boy. So, um,
0: what was that like, having to kind of work through those classes and work? And
1: it was it was fine. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I was just always busy, you yeah. know, just doing all You're that stuff. You're still that way. Yeah.
0: You always keep yourself busy. <laughs> so, But
1: um, but then after, after I had her, I wasn't ready to leave teaching yet. Right. So I didn't even pursue looking for a counseling job for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't ready. I wanted to stay with teaching for a while and... I don't know. Then I just kind of... Then I just decided, you know, it, it's time, and a lot of people were, you know, really encouraging me that, you know, the counseling positions were opening up. and
0: Right. So... So. Um, so um, all right, so one of the things that, that I don't think people realize in education is just how emotional um, it can be uh, because you're dealing with people, and whether it's adults or you're dealing with kids... When you're a teacher, um, a lot of the work that you take home with you is grading papers, getting that stuff taken care of. As you're a counselor, you tend to take things home with you and on weekends that have more to do with personal issues that kids might be going through. How do you work through that kind of thing on a, on a regular basis? Because that's not easy.
1: That's not easy. The, the first few years of being a counselor, that was really hard for me to kind of have be in the mindset of I I can't take these issues home with me emotionally you know I had well I had a three-year-old mm-hmm. and then a newborn mm-hmm. my first year mm-hmm. and you know um it, it was just uh th- that was hard you know to be try to get to a point where I could just kind of put things aside um I always make sure I try to put a bow on things before I leave at the day. i you mm-hmm. know, answer phone calls, you know, or answer emails if I get them in time, you know, mm-hmm. um, see them in time so that I could at least have like a closure sort of thing at the mm-hmm. end of each day. And I found that that would be just the best way, you know, to just not carry things home. Not that there's tons of big problems or issues, right. you know, some, right. most days are just, it ebbs
0: and flows. It yeah, goes through most its days motions. Are
1: just wonderful and issue free. Times of year too, yeah. really
0: do mm-hmm. make a difference.
1: Yep, um, I know that that um, during also just stressful times like this, yeah. you know, I've been I've been talking a lot, you know, a lot with with my sixth graders, even though I don't even really know them that well. Mm-hmm. But we've been um, I've been Zooming with some of them. Yeah. You've um, been teaching some of them. I've been them. teaching <laughs> some of them. Uh, having, you know, little you know, I even went to someone's house to do a little counseling outside in the yard, yeah. and had somebody come in just yesterday. You know, since we since we're back here to just kind of talk. So I'm seeing um, I'm seeing higher levels of stress this year mm-hmm. among you know sixth graders are typically pretty, you know, carefree, happy, right? You know, but I'm I'm definitely seeing higher levels of just feeling kind of anxious on, on some. Well, and you kids. wonder how
0: many people aren't coming to you that are yeah. stressed as well, right? Yeah. Because people aren't necessarily, they're not here to, for us to, to really service and be with. Um So it's a little bit harder to connect with them from farther away sometimes. Right. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. So, you know, I, th- and I think that's probably just, just universal this year, right. worldwide levels of stress, you know?
0: So, um, How have things changed over the years in terms of dealing with kids?
1: Oh, wow. You know, the biggest, biggest change is when social media came aboard. You know, like back in my early counseling days, you know, back in the 90s, <laughs> well, I knew on a Monday morning, I would have kids in my every Monday. Right. I would joke, I, I sometime today I'm going to hear the word skateport <laughs> because this was a skating thing yep. that kids would go to on weekends, yep. and invariably somebody would, someone something would happen, someone right. would be, feel left out, that hurt you, know, whatever. So I was like, yep, I wonder what happened at skateport this weekend. <laughs> that was always my Monday thing. And um, then it just Then it just kind of slowly, I think the first big social media thing that kids were on was MySpace. Mm -hmm. And you started to see the very beginnings of, uh uh-oh, you know. um, Then, of course, they went to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as soon as us old people got on Facebook, the kids immediately jumped ship and, you know, went to other... Instagram, Snapchat. ...constantly evolving and additional platforms. But I would say that the introduction of that definitely changed things like because kids know like they know when they're being left out like even even if somebody is not being overtly mean on social media which of course
0: can does happen
1: but um just the wow I mean they just posted this picture of all these people at this birthday party and I Mm -hmm. clearly wasn't invited and Mm -hmm. you know I think adults have that same experience sometimes on social media as well. And so it just caused... It's a
0: comparability factor that's really difficult for young minds, especially because adults have trouble with it. Yeah.
1: My life is not as fun. Right. My life is not as exciting. And they do all these fun things and they're so popular and I'm, I never get invited anywhere and or, and it's like, you know, everybody obviously puts their best face forward right. on social media and wants to come across as looking so cool and fun and yeah. that life is great. And, yeah. you know, it's perfect kind of reminding kids, you know, this is this is a brand, right. you know, that people are...
0: When you see that, especially with the younger influencers that yes. are out there in the Instagram world and the Kardashians
1: yes. and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing, <clears> too, <throat> speaking of, of that, when these reality shows yeah, came out... Right. Um, the ones that that really really kind of struck me was the kardashian show and then like these real housewives shows mm. and it great it concerned me so greatly because like i had girls both of my children are girls i had them at at they were that age about that time mm-hmm. you know middle school kind of early high mm-hmm. school And I, I wouldn't let them watch that stuff, but you know, sometimes I would walk in and I would, they'd have it on and I'd be like, what are you watching this stuff for? And you know, but they, these shows were like women being mean to each other. You know, it was just women being so mean Mm -hmm. and Jersey Shore and just all those. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so bad.
0: And it's not real.
1: It's not real. I but, mean,
0: we call it reality, but it's really there's oh, kind so of a script behind oh, it. Of course, that, it's not real. You know, right. this is the this is the situation, and then you guys go with it. Right. And it's just
1: so I'm not, and I'm not saying girls are <clears throat> mean meaner to each other now. Not at all. But, but given
0: a platform and I, and recognizing their celebrity behind that too.
1: Yeah, and but I it, but there's definitely when that when those shows first came out, yeah. I definitely saw yeah. an increase in like some behaviors that were yeah. just like, what? what? Well, look at how no. some
0: of those shows have ruined people. I don't know if you really ever watched Honey Boo Boo or uh, knew anything about that, but, I mean, you know, her mom right. had her own show. spinoff
1: off show, or, yeah. And,
0: and lost weight, and I yeah. didn't... I, I kind of did a catch-up just to see kind of where this had gone, and June had gotten herself all messed up with drugs and mm-hmm. just... I guess you know the big thing is we we don't realize just how much damage we're doing at the time we're doing it because we think, Oh, this is making us some money or whatever mm-hmm. and, and so um have you ever seen social dilemma
1: I had did yeah yeah so yeah, so I tristan did.
0: harris is mm-hmm. is is the guy behind that, and he says um you know we are a commodity mm-hmm. and and that that is exactly what's going on yeah. here, you know we're, we're worth more if we're distracted and addicted and, and disinformed and all kinds of mm-hmm. bad things than we are being an informed mm-hmm. uh, citizen of our democracy. And and I thought, man, where where are we going with all of this stuff? Right. Because it really is, and you see it, and, and we said we weren't going to talk politics, but you see how things play out because oh. in social media, the, the fake news that's able to crop up and people then glom onto it, and it just becomes a situation where things are not getting better for us as, right. as people. You know, we really have to get back to the core. And that's why I brought it up, because I feel like the, the things haven't changed in how you have to deal with kids, because at the core, it's about helping a child get through whatever it is they're going through so that they can come out better on the other side. The problem that we have now is those blocks that we have in front of us that yes. make it more difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget some of the first times that we had to deal with kids who decided to um, take pictures of themselves without clothes on oh, yes. and send it to them, each yep. other. Yep,
1: I remember. I mean... Thank goodness that doesn't really happen a whole lot anymore. That we know of. That we know of, yeah. I
0: mean, because what happens, Molly? You know, that kind of stuff becomes, uh-oh, that's something you don't want anybody else to know, so then it becomes, it goes deeper. Yeah. And so I would like to say that it's not happening.
1: Yeah. I would hope
0: it's not, but... Let's be real, too. I, I think that human nature shows us that things can be a lot worse than what we really believe right. them to be, you know?
1: I will say, though, that it seems like after the initial kind of ons- onslaught of all of these unkind TV shows, I think I think kids kind of lost favor with them. I think yeah. they finally figured out, you know, this really isn't real and it's not very nice. Yeah. So I was very happy to just kind of see that that sort of settled down. I get a little concerned about the nature of video games. Now, I never had sons, and my girls didn't play the games. But, um, you know, I I hear about kind of levels of violence and stuff. And then maybe isolation, like playing. I'm playing with my friends.
0: Who's online. Who's
1: online. And so it's like, is that really playing? Because when I was a kid, playing with friends meant, you know, bicycles were out and balls were being kicked down the street. Right. and I happened to know.
0: overhear uh, the ladies in the office talking about when they were young. Oh, yeah. You know, they wouldn't see their mom all day except for maybe to come in and get a drink of water.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that was me. And then me. they'd be right
0: back out oh, playing. Yeah.
1: until dark. And or, that is
0: the thing that I think yeah. we, we have missed along the way is the opportunity to just interact yeah, physically with yeah. each other, you know, where we're, we're just out playing, you yeah. know. Um, Good old
1: fashioned playing. So that that's definitely things I've seen that have just changed, and you know, everybody has seen that. You right.
0: know, we're we're just not. Uh, we we got to make sure we're taking care of each other, and I, I think that's something that, you know, we, as we kind of work through uh, salvage and and our kids and our community, you know, I've really appreciated over the years the job that the counseling department has always done here because I feel like you guys have. Um, your thumb on the heartbeat of, of what's really happening with kids Um, more so than, than someone like myself, because I don't get to get in those conversations all the time. The one thing that we try to do as a building is uh, really connect a couple different places to situations that might be happening with our kids. So our our 007 group, Mm -hmm. which how long have we been doing that now? Oh gosh. It's been a probably while. Probably 10 years. Because we started with Applebee, right?
1: Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, and it's, that's been really valuable. We've so got a So explain a little bit about practice. what that is. So the 007 started out as, remember it started out as the, the, six, six the Fab the, 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 five, the, the, five or The Fab whatever. Five, yeah. <laughs> right, the Fab Five, and then the Six packs. Basically, it's... Um, the three administrators, the three counselors. So we're well above seven yeah. members, but double yeah. seven sounds cool. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the three administrators, the three counselors, the, the school nurse. resource officer, the nurse, and empower. our uh, social worker and our empower team. And with our the student services. Sur- student service. So there's probably about 10 of us that um, sit down um, once a week yep. to talk about, you know, the concerns that we see. You know, among students and right. stuff, and the really, it, it to me, it was able, it was able to help us put pieces together. Like, you know, that that frequent flyer in the nurse's office who's constantly complaining about her head hurting or her tummy hurting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same kid, as it turns out, who's in my office talking about having uh, anxiety mm-hmm. over friendships or mm-hmm. something. You know, so you make those connections of, okay, and then the social worker might be like well, you know, this kiddo, you guys might not be aware, but, you know, they recently lost uh, a job and they're in danger of losing their house or their apartment. And, you know, so then, well, no wonder that poor kid is looking stressed out in class, you know. And so obviously our conversations are confidential among the, the, the group within there, but it allows us to just fully understand, you know, the best what's going on so that we can really, really help the kids right and you know we submitted a few years ago, I wrote up and submitted uh best, like practice. A, a best practice and for this.
0: Promising practice. And we got a promising
1: practice um, and also a a district-wide best practice. Well, and I
0: I think that's important for people to know, too, that the team is built in confidence, meaning, you know, we recognize that um, we're going to be talking about kids that we might not know or have on our Mm -hmm. caseload or be um, necessarily privy to in a sense. Um, But it's important for us to recognize the connections that are there. And I think that's something that's changed over the time that I've been here Um, because I can remember, and we do this too. I mean, there are times that we have to talk confidently, um, and in confidence with, uh, teachers about what's going on with kids. Mm -hmm. And, and that can be difficult because people don't understand sometimes about why we can't always share everything, Everything, you know? Um, But I think in our group that we have that we meet uh, with once a week, we're able to at least say, hey, let's get on the same page so that we can at least bang our heads together and see if we can't figure out what's the best way to attack a problem that a kid's having uh, or the family might be having. And so I've appreciated just... The check-ins to see what's going on. And whether mm-hmm. we're talking about a kid or, or um, a family, it's just good. It's just a good way for us to, to really connect with each other. And um, I think it's been really cool to see the SRO come into that fold um, yes. um, over the course of the last few years, because we really see how that role of an officer in the community can really um, just do good things all across the board for, for our kids and for our community. So
1: and what is it about every SRO we've had for the past, like, 12 years has been named Mike?
0: I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all they hire down there in they Baldwin. Just, they,
1: yeah. your, sorry, you're perfect for the job, but your, but name's, your name's not, not Mike. Mike.
0: <laughs> so, so you
1: can't can't get the job.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about your family for a minute. Tell me about your um I want to know about your personal family, not your not your girls and and, and your husband, but about the the um not the Runquist family, the, the Chopin, Chopin family that yeah. I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many kids are in your family?
1: Eight. eight. So I'm the youngest of eight. Why well, I, I tie for the youngest. I have a twin brother.
0: Who's yeah. older though?
1: Me by a minute. Oh, so you're yeah. not
0: the youngest. I'm not
1: technically <laughs> the youngest. I I lorded that over him yeah. for many years when we were very young. That I was a minute before him, older than him. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, wow, so my parents are both deceased, but, um, they were just the most awesome people in the entire world, and my dad was born in the middle of the Spanish flu in December of Mm. 1918. Mm -hmm. My mother was born in 1925 in the deep south Mississippi, and,
0: uh... how did those two find each other?
1: My mom came to, um... St. Louis for uh-huh. college. Uh-huh. She did not like the Deep South. Uh-huh. She did not like, um, you know, back in the 30s and mm-hmm. 40s. You mm-hmm. know, there was a different, yeah, different outlook down there. You know, she did. Well, not Well, race has like,
0: always played a part yeah. in everything that we've we've had going on yeah. in the she nation. Not, it's tough to talk about, but yeah. that's part of what
1: probably she, she pulled her like, up this yeah, way. She didn't like it, yeah. and she, as soon as she could, she went. She headed north, and she went to St. Louis. She went to Maryville oh, College. Wow. Was that an
0: all-girls school at that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
1: all girls, and she got her degree in sociology. And my dad went to SLU, um, SLU High School, SLU College, uh-huh. and then my mother, after college, she um, actually joined a convent. She wanted to be a nun, mm-hmm. and um, she started with the Sisters of Loretto. And um, when before she took her final vows, like remembering the sound of music, like mm-hmm. how Maria kind of had mm-hmm. to come to the realization yep. of. Are you sure you want to be a nun? Right. And so, um, kind of the same thing. She had not yet met my dad yet. Right. So, um, but she just decided, I really, really want a family. Yeah. And so she thought, well, I can, you know, I can serve serve the Lord and and um, and just maintain all of my Catholic Mm -hmm. um, Catholic beliefs and values, but. Still have a family, yeah. So she left, and boy,
0: she did, didn't she? Yeah, she did. So she, so she
1: left. We say she kicked the habit.
0: Yeah, ha ha. And um,
1: and then my, she met my dad. They were doing, um, they were doing work with Catholic charities, um, helping, inner inner city youth uh-huh. find like um, jobs. Yeah. And so they met doing that charity down in a building on South Grand, and you know my 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 father describes it like hitting him like a bolt of lightning you know but um <laughs> yeah love at first sight for him right. so anyway so then they got married in 1950 and uh-huh. started having lots of babies yeah. and
0: so eight all together
1: eight all together my oldest sister barbara is um, about to turn 70 okay. next month and she's 14 years older than me okay and then there was
0: and you have two sets of twins? No, or no, just, just You one. guys are the yeah. only so, sets of twins? Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So then I... So
0: That's kind of cool.
1: Sister, brother, sister, <laughs> sister, 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 sister. Then the t- my twin brother and me. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, they, they
0: they ended it with a bang.
1: They ended it with a bang. <laughs> but of course, back in 1965, you know, there were no ultrasounds or anything. Yeah, so, so didn't realize. My mother insisted. I'm having twins. Oh. But no one else... Believed. believed it because yeah. you know um they, for whatever reason they were all yeah. feeling one head and hearing one yeah. heartbeat i guess yeah. just the way things the way we were hanging out in there and yeah. and so when we were born here my dad was ner- nervously smoking in the waiting room yeah, with yeah. all the other back dads, in the day back when back you could day. be in
0: the hospital smoking
1: <laughs> yeah when, when you when the when the dads weren't in the delivery like the room days, they, right? they were in the, the they were smoking it up in the waiting room yeah
0: right
1: there. um and like the, the
0: cigars right yeah
1: doctor came out and said you got that son you wanted cuz yeah. he had they had one boy and and oh. at that point five girls at home oh boy And he was like oh so my goodness yay and oh and there's a bonus <laughs> <laughs> another daughter so he got yeah oh it's like, crazy wow. yeah. yeah right so anyway. so how
0: about your your siblings are they spread out um mm, in the nation um, or what
1: one sibling lives in Los Angeles, California, okay. and another sibling lives in Easton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, And another one spent many, many, many years in Colorado, but she moved back a few years ago, uh-huh. and the rest of us are, are yeah. here, yeah, spread so, around. So
0: growing County. up, 14 years apart from mm-hmm. the yep. oldest to the youngest, right, mm-hmm. Um, were you... uh Really close with any of those siblings growing up, or well, I had or, my
1: twin brother. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, so you guys are pretty close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so growing up, like they were just so much older than us, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it was the seventies, and mm-hmm. you know, just you know, they were they were into their friends. My sister, that's four years older than us, is the next closest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we. We were, of course, I mean, I love all my siblings very much, um, kind of close to her, but she was four years older, yeah, you know, yeah. like when she was in eighth grade, we were in fourth grade, you know, yeah. didn't we, yeah.
0: you know. Did you guys get to do high school together, senior and freshman, or was no, it? No, because so she was, was four she was years was already apart. Apart. Okay. But so I she,
1: always had my brother. Yeah, yeah. So you guys were together. Yeah, but I'm very close to, yeah. you know, my siblings. We all get along really well, and we all love each other very much, and, um, and gosh, so the eight of us produced 23 children wow. for my parents. <laughs> and then, uh, gosh, how many? Those, so all my nieces and nephews, yeah. you know, are, I mean. How's, how? Yeah. Who's the oldest? The oldest is my niece, Marjorie, who lives in uh, San Jose, California, and she is 46. Yeah. yeah. And then the youngest of that generation is my niece Audrey, who is twenty. Okay. Um, and then, but then I've got—I mean, yeah. they're all having babies, and right. so gosh, I can't—I've lost. Honestly, I've lost count of know, how many it, great nieces and nephews I have. I think it's around thirty. Yeah. So far, and of course, yeah. keep going. You know, because not everyone's—you know—married and having kids yet. Hey,
0: so you talked a little bit about Hickson. Hickson, Where, where'd you go to elementary?
1: So I went to um I started at Bristol Elementary in kindergarten. Okay. And then my parents um moved us to there was a school in Webster Groves called Douglas. Mm-hmm. And Douglas was um they were doing that this is nineteen seventy like one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing um really like innovative, like, creative. It was called Douglas Demonstration School. I'm not quite sure what that word meant. But um, they were doing progressive. My parents were very liberal, very progressive people. And so they were doing um, just different kinds of uh, blending classrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, It also really bothered my mom that um, you know, there was a lot of segregation in Webster Groves at the time. And Douglas was in the Um, African American, primarily African American American, um, area of Webster. Where where, you know there was a, you know there was kind of a a line, you know where it was like, you know this side is more African American and this side is not, and it really bothered my parents. And Douglas was the school, you know, um, where, where uh, up in that part of town, and they were doing these wonderful. Like, again, very progressive, innovative ways of teaching. So Mm -hmm. they were like, we're sending you guys to Douglas. Mm. And so my twin brother and I were in first grade, and my sister was in fifth grade, and we all went to Douglas. And I loved Douglas. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And it was really just a vibe that was so, like, nice. It was Mm -hmm. just very... um, Community. Community. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah. So then... um, so then I was at Douglas, and then uh, interestingly, then when I was in fifth grade, because it was K through six, when I was in fifth grade, Webster Groves so basically saw you know, we have got a segregation issue right, in this community, right. pretty bad. So mm-hmm. they de- they desegregated the schools, mm-hmm. and so at that point, my neighborhood happened to be in the zone that then everybody went to Douglas, okay. you know, and so um, and so I was just like. Cool. I don't have to change schools, right, you know. Right. Um And so that was, it was a really neat experience, experience you know. So I, you know, just grew up with lot, friends of, of many different cultures. Yeah, and yeah. um And I'm still friends with, you know, a lot of them today, right. you know. I mean, I mean... You know, when you're 55, you're not like hanging out with your old grade school right, friends, right. But we're, friends. But I'm friends with you still everyone on, on Facebook, Facebook and, and stuff. Yeah, and you so, know, you, so so you
0: get through Douglas, and then you get onto Hickson, and mm-hmm. then you went to Webster Grove. Webster
1: Grove's high school, right? Which is I went
0: to, which is where you met John.
1: Met my husband there. He so you guys a,
0: known each other since you were 16?
1: Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, crazy. Was, he was a senior. 40
0: at, years, Molly.
1: I know. That's it, awesome. Yeah. It was 40 years in September that we had our first date. Oh my God! Yeah. So he, I was in 10th grade and he was in 12th grade, and we met in a youth group. Yeah. So my my best friend Becky, who I'm still best friends with. Yeah. She um she was in this Episcopal church youth group, and uh-huh. she was like, "You need to come to the youth group because we have a lot of fun, and you know, yeah, it's great." And so, um. Yeah, so I went, and, and he was in that youth group. So yeah. we started dating, and it was great. And then um, <laughs> he went off to Mizzou, and I still had a couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, so then...
0: And then you went to Mizzou. And then I
1: went to Mizzou, and, yeah. Now, through
0: that time, were you guys still dating?
1: Yeah, we kind of broke up for yeah. about six yeah. months there, maybe. It's kind of tough. I yeah, mean, that's... that long-distance relationship. Right. So we broke up for a, a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but then I went to Mizzou, and, and then, uh, you know... Got married when I was 22. Yeah, and as he, soon as
0: you graduated, huh? Yeah,
1: about about eight months after I graduated. Yeah. And then... And then how um, far
0: along after did... Uh, uh,
1: Lauren Matt come Lauren along? come,
0: yes. I always get the two mixed yeah. up. Leah and Lauren.
1: Lauren, yeah. Uh, five years. Okay. Yeah, so we waited a little bit. Okay. And then she got... She was born just, uh, yeah, a few weeks after we saw. her. And how are those two doing? Fifth anniversary. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're, they're good girls. What's they're,
0: cool is... Um, Lauren um, has kind of been a world traveler.
1: Lauren's a, yes, Lauren is like, she really likes to um, explore the world. And she's very, she's very brave and very, um, she, she really finds herself when she goes to new places and she just loves it. And it's awesome. She has spent um, the last five years living in Turkey. Yeah, it's crazy. But during that time, she's also taken time to go like live in other places, mm-hmm. Israel and Palestine, yeah. and um, she spent about a month in Kenya. Yeah. And oh gosh, I can't even. She spent some time in Bosnia. Right. She's actually considering um, moving again. Right. <laughs> She's thinking she might move to Croatia. Oh wow! So
0: that's you cool.
1: Know. Yeah. So it's kind of you know
0: because you've really had to kind of deal with just. Knowing first of all, your daughter's so far away, but also she kind of keeps going to places that maybe you're not familiar with, right? I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> and and you often, may have visited, yeah. But, often she'll go there, you know, alone, and I'm just like, okay, are you going to be okay? You know, she's very strong. She's yeah, very, yeah. Um, she knows what she's doing. Yep. She's very level-headed. Yeah. She knows how to figure things out, right. and she just really loves it. I think she'll eventually end up back here in the United States, yeah. but. She's 28 years old. Yeah, you know she's still, still got yep. still got time to do all that. Absolutely. And, and she's uh, and she's very. Um, she. What's nice is she can take her work with her. So yeah. She what does, does she
0: do for work again?
1: She does like branding yep. product. Like kind of like a marketing thing, um, which
0: we knew early on that was going to be her thing. Oh yeah, because she yeah. did those those shoes for a while. Yeah, yeah. She's, the Tom's. Yeah,
1: she's she's been really she and she got her degree, you know, in strategic communication. Also at, at Mizzou. At Mizzou, <laughs> and so she she does this, you know, brand brand strategy, marketing, product. Yeah. You know, uh, and she it's so really she's cool. and she's been working. The thing is. She's been working remotely ever since she graduated because yeah. that's the only way you can travel and live in right. different places. So she's been doing this whole remote working for over five years. Yeah, way so this, was, was, no, this yeah, was no big deal for this her. This was no big deal Pandemic. for her at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's what I do. That's how I do things. So she's, uh, we're really proud of her. You know, yeah. She's really, you know. Dope. Well, it's
0: cool to see your so, kids just mm-hmm. be able to make things happen for themselves, isn't oh, yeah. it? yeah.
1: And you then know. my my younger one is a nurse, which and is really
0: cool too. Yeah,
1: she's a, a pediatric nurse at Cardinal Glennon
0: who does feel the effects of all of this. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, she's, you know, she's had it's not it's not so the covid is not a a huge issue there because little children right. don't really get right. it, but she's had some covid positive patients and and covid po- positive parents in the room with her. But um but she loves what she does and yeah. and she's engaged to be married yeah. to her high school sweetheart. Do they have a date? September
0: 17th. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. So we're in the midst Are of Are you excited, Molly? Oh, just a little bit.
1: <laughs> just a teeny tiny bit. And um and they have a dog and you know they yeah. just yeah, they're they live a have a little house in the city. Yeah. So, so I
0: got to ask you though um, once you retire whenever that may, day may come. 2023. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> you heard it here first, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you guys have a, a little farm and stuff. Yeah, are, you, what, what are, you, farm. are What do are, you, What are you, John, plan on doing once you retire? Are you guys going to stick around in this area? And just oh, have yeah. The, okay. Yeah, we'll stick I didn't stick know if you, you were going to go hang out at the farm and that would oh. be the place to be.
1: Oh, John would love to go yeah. live at the farm forever. <laughs> the farm is a, adorable and wonderful. It's a nice place to get away for the weekend, but it's
0: it's not where you literally wanna, out you, in the middle of nowhere. You, you like it. to have a little yeah. more action.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, no, my, my definite plan, I, I was going to retire in 2020 and before the pandemic hit. So like a year ago, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not ready. I just yeah. love what I do. I yeah. think I'm, I think I'm pretty good at it and I just love yeah. it. And, I was like...
0: then you kind of just resigned yourself to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do I'm one gonna, more rotation. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. going to do
1: one because we stay with the kids. So yeah. six, seven, eight, you know, I'm like, I'm going to do one more rotation. Yeah. And uh, so... And you, so,
0: so you've gotten to know these kiddos in sixth grade a oh, little bit differently the, this year so because I like just Monday, so we had to ask you to go in and, mm-hmm. and be a sub. How yeah. was that?
1: I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, it was language arts. So yeah. that's what I taught. <laughs> And, oh my gosh these and and it was Miss Buker's class, and she's yep. wonderfully organized yep. and let just showed me everything I needed yep. to do. Oh, they were so sweet these yeah. kids, these sixth grade kids, I'm sure the seventh and eighth grade kids are wonderful, too, but right. I'm just here to say my sixth graders <laughs> they are just awesome, yeah. and they're so sweet and so kind, and they're they're handling this whole thing, yes, so Very well. well. I'm like, no one has ever started middle school this way. Like They've just made this transition from fifth to sixth grade, which is from elementary to secondary, and they didn't get to have their tour in the spring. They didn't get to have that shadow day. They didn't get to have summer orientation. And yet they, and I'm talking about the online kiddos and the at-school kiddos, they've just done so well, and they work so well with, with this situation yeah. and, you know, they're so patient and... Well, and
0: I think that's important to point out. Yeah. The patience that I've seen from our kids at this age mm-hmm. is something that I have not seen...
1: Oh, it's amazing.
0: ...up until this yeah. point. They've risen to
1: this situation just incredibly. You
0: know, my entire time being with the middle school child, I felt like there's an impatience, you know, because you know, 08, we talk about cell phones and, and, and now everything's so instantaneous and we can get it right on the fly. But one of the things that I've noticed from these kids is just how patient they have been with all of it. They understand the, the, uh, the whole idea in the classroom that you have to be in a certain place. We can't all just be up moving around, joking around, got to wear our masks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I saw it too, because I got to her, her partner in crime. Uh, Miss Katie Catanzaro uh, right. was, was out uh, a couple of days this week, and myself and a couple others got to get in there and do some subbing. And I would agree with you wholeheartedly about, uh, first of all, both organized very well. Yes. <laughs> and very then, nice And, and, and they're right, right in step with each other. But then the kids were just awesome. I mm-hmm. mean, I really felt like... They were just sweet and just understood that, hey, we get it. We're here and and let's just make the best of it. And I really appreciate that about this group.
1: Well, and you know what? I've been telling the sixth graders that ever since the school year started, because I was meeting with them on Monday mornings through Zoom, you know, when everybody was still virtual and then uh, in conversations I've had with them since. I'm like, this is history, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of joke with a couple of them. I'm like, someday you're going to be a little old (laughs) grandpa. Yep. Like with grandkids, yep. and they're like, "What?" And it's like, "Yeah, you will be, mm-hmm. and your grandkids will learn about this pandemic." Like and like the nineteen eighteen, like the nineteen eighteen one, your your grandkids will learn about this, and they'll be like, and they'll get an assignment in school: go interview someone who was alive during mm-hmm. that pandemic, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Hey, Grandpa, I'm supposed to interview an old person who remembers the twenty twenty pandemic," and they're going to be asking you about it, and like. Keep track, you know, take note of what's happening. Keep track of this because you're going to be able to talk about, yeah, I ended fifth grade, like, remotely, and then that's how we started sixth grade. And then when we did get to go to school, some of my friends remained at home, and those of us that went had to wear masks everywhere, and you really couldn't be anywhere near each other. We couldn't have lockers. We couldn't have locker rooms. We couldn't have assemblies. But everybody did what they needed to do to to come together like as right. a community and as like the country and like the whole world to to tamp this thing down right. and get back to our normal lives and i'm like this is something to really be proud of you know that here you are 11 12 13 years it. old and you're they they, sac- they're fat- they're sacrificing, right. yes, you they are. sacrificing you know you know they missed the sixth graders missed their fifth grade end of the year stuff right. and the eighth graders missed their stuff and the high school seniors missed right stuff and people haven't gone on trips and they haven't gone everything's on, been on hold everything's been on hold and sadly funerals can't be well attended and right. you know it's just a year of lots of disappointments but it's like resilience you right. know and so i'm just like I, be proud
0: right and I, I would i would encourage people to to um if they aren't already taking little notes along the way find a way to kind of encapsulate the moments that we're having and mm-hmm. I was just going to bring up the the pledges that we do every morning, you know. I've it's only you know a minute, minute and a half that I sit on Facebook Live and I mm-hmm. show you know people doing the pledges. Mm-hmm. But you I can, saw Miss Snow
1: the other day. Well, didn't well you? right, yeah. and you
0: can see kind of a progression too, because now when we started the school year, it was just one person doing mm-hmm. it for everybody and we'd show the room and there'd be nobody in there. And now there's actually some kids in there, mm-hmm. but they have masks on. Mm-hmm. So just all these different things that, that kind of show us what moment we're living in. So, mm-hmm. exactly. Hey, so listen, um, I'm going to wrap up with you. Anybody you want to um, uh, give a shout out to, or say hi to, cause you know, we have quite a few listeners. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... yeah, I Migs just,
0: would probably love to hear from you. Hi,
1: Kelly. <laughs> Magnaroni. I miss you, girl. No, actually, you know what just popped in my head? I mean, I'm, the Selvage community is so wonderful. Yeah. Like, everyone who I've ever just... Our, our parents, our families, people that work here, people
0: that... Who used to go here. Who used here, to work here right? and used
1: to go here. And yeah. I just, you know, I just love them all. But Forever
0: Stallions. When you
1: said that, though, the thing that popped in my head was... Um, One of my oldest friends here at Selvage is Mr. Moser. And he is making it... He's he's made no secret about it that... Yeah, this is it. he's going to be retiring this year. And it's just like, wow, you know, that's like...
0: Turn in a page.
1: End of an era with Mr. Moser. He's been here since... He's been at Selvage since 1992. Yeah. Longer than I've been at Selvage. And so I'll, I'll give a shout out to Mr. Moser. All
0: right, Mos.
1: Mr. Moser, he's just... He's awesome. I just love Molly. All right, Miss
0: Molly, do you know how we finish out the show? No. Well, if the show is called Mike's On, what do you think is our tagline?
1: Mike's Off?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is a language arts teacher Man, right there. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. so smart. Join Thanks. us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together.